0: All right. Welcome to episode of Real Estate first Technology. I'm your host, we have our co-host, Mr. Dan Gandy. Welcome, Dan. What's going on, man? How's your morning?
1: It's going good. It's cool today in Oregon. Very nice and sunny and beautiful and very unusual. It's about to be 105 wow. here soon. So
0: That's awesome. Over here in Arizona, uh, it was rainy. My wife and I did a uh, 5 a.m. rain run, and that never happens when we're in uh, what is it? Um, Rainy season. We have no idea, but like, I was going to say tsunami, but it's not tsunami. It's the other one soon. <laughs> and, uh, and hope all our viewers, listeners are doing amazing before we intro who our special guest is. We just want to encourage you like the episode, subscribe, comment below with what you learned by the end of it. And, uh, and today we're going to be going into an area where we're going to be meeting with someone that has, she's the impact. She's a founder of impact agents university. She's crushing it. Um, she's in the GoGo University, so if anyone's watched GoGo's episode, check that out. And she's someone that uh, is doing a lot of impact in her local community to earn more business, and she's done a lot of different things with donating and, and serving. And so welcome to the show, Cody. Well,
2: thanks so much for having me, guys. I'm excited to be here.
0: Of course, of course. And so the show's all about you. We want to deep dive into, you know, first off, why real estate? So if anyone's listening, they're thinking about getting their license and going in that direction. You know, get it give us the the good, the bad, the ugly, and why real estate? Kind of start this thing off.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, in a nutshell, I mean, I grew up incredibly broke. I grew up from a single mom, only kid. You know, I went to college and fun fact, I went in and I sat in my very first college course. And the professor said, I was gonna go into political science at the time, believe it or not. And the professor said, Who wants to live a life of service the rest of their life but be broke? And I shot up out of my chair and I went <laughs> to admissions and i was like change my major right now i've been broke all my life i have zero interest in that uh so i i i didn't initially going to real estate, I went into corporate America. I learned a lot about myself climbing the corporate ladder. Uh, once I became a VP of uh, international bank, I decided I really hated working for other people. And <laughs> so that's what led me to real estate. I really think it was kind of like some foreshadowing in my life though. My My mom had never owned a home. I moved like 24 times by the time I graduated high school. Yeah. And I remember how cool I thought real estate was just from a very simplistic form. Like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to actually own a home and be able to stay in one your whole life. Uh, so I really think that's what led me to it. Um, and then our three girls were getting in a season where they were in school and I still wanted to have some flexibility. Uh, now that's kind of a double-edged sword in real estate. We all know that, but, um, <laughs> it, it, after you have the grind and the foundation in place, it definitely serves the purpose of letting you own your own time.
0: Wow. That's super cool. And I can imagine there's a lot of people out there listening that are just also thinking about corporate America, working for someone else or working for themselves. And that's awesome. Congratulations to you and your success. And I'm sure now you own your own home. Yes, we own a couple. There you go. That's that's awesome. And then be able to change it right from where you came from. And now your daughters get to see what's mom up to now. How, how is she changing it up for herself? So, so how long you been in the business? I see that you're with EXP. It sounds like now you're serving other agents. And so do you have a team or what does that look like?
2: Yeah. So my store is relatively um, new. I've actually only been in real estate for four years. Wow. Uh, I started on a team at Berkshire with a guy that I actually knew from the banking industry and quickly the the concept that i birthed of making an impact in the community through our real estate transactions it took off really fast and he was at a he was at a pivotal point where he said well i want to open a brokerage at this point in time and i said okay well i'll go with you but i don't have any interest in working under somebody else's name and so we opened our own boutique brokerage under that concept well I thought I had arrived and I was super excited. I'm like, who gets to own a brokerage a year into real estate? Like, this is phenomenal. And about six months in, I was like, this is awful. I hate every bit of this. It felt like, uh, it felt like babysitting. It felt like I couldn't really make the impact that I wanted to. Um, I was too caught up in the operations side. So that's where EXP came along. And I, I'm going to be honest, like three or four people talked to me about EXP. And I was like, no, no, no. I have no interest in it. Yeah. Um And then I was really open-minded a girl who I couldn't pronounce her name. I was like, who is this chick showing up in my, you know, DMS go, go like slid into my DMS and was like, Hey, you know, your business interests me. Tell me more about it. Um, and she started talking to me in a manner that made sense because everybody in the past had talked to me about doing more transactions and that didn't interest me. I did over 50 transactions my first year. I did 70 wow. transactions every year after that. I had actually, it. she was the first person to come to me and say, what if you could make more money by not doing as many transactions? And I'm like, hold up, now I'm listening. What you got? Uh, so that was really what started the conversation. And it was March of 2020 that we started really investigating it. So we were at a year of owning our brokerage. We were profitable, crazy profitable, which is insane for a brand new brokerage. And, um, I was like, I really feel led to do this. And it's so funny. My, I always say this. I'll go to my husband with crazy ideas. God bless him. He's such a patient man. Uh, and I'll say, I really feel like God's telling me we should do this. And he'll always tell me, I think God talks to you differently than he talks to me. And <laughs> so uh we we talked about it for a month, and in April, um, we signed our ICA and we came over. And honestly, none of our current agents at our old brokerage came with us. Like it was such a a mind concept that they couldn't wrap their head around that I think a lot of people <laughs> wanted to sit and wait and see. Yeah. Um, so no one, we had 22 agents. When we came on board, everybody stayed there, which I think is important for people to hear, you 100%. know, because some people come over and they're like, oh, everybody came with a team. I didn't. And some of these people were some of our friends. I mean, people that we've known for, you know, a decade or more. Um, and then slowly we started having, you know, one, two, a couple agents come on board, but still there's, a majority of them still stayed at our old brokerage, quite honestly. So here we are now, two years later, we've iconed each year. We have a traditional team of agents, but we also have an organization that covers uh, currently seven states.
0: Wow. Congratulations, first off. And for the viewers and listeners out there, it's good to know. I think that you give a different perspective for people to think about. Um, maybe there is a broker out there that is traditional, that wants to be eXp, now they have some things to think about. So do you still have a traditional brokerage? And you have,
2: yeah. So in a, I mean, in a sense of real estate world, we do, um, we have, uh, we just, we have a, we had a tiny little office and honestly, we did that to get away from our kids because we have three lovely girls. Um, we didn't really need to have an office. And last year we actually opened a joint venture with a title company. So we own a title company as well. And it just made sense to be in the same office with them. So we have a traditional, branch here with a couple of agents, with um, our operations manager. And uh, then we have our organization. So we we have the best of both worlds, which is nice. The newer agents that come on board that really want to be part of a team. Uh, but then we have seasoned agents that say, no, I just really want, I want to run with you. I want an 80-20 split. I want to earn my cap back. Like, I just want to be part of what you're doing, but I don't want to have, you know, I don't
0: want to have to come into an office or anything. We are able to offer both. Wow. That is that is super cool. So you got my man going. I know Dan's probably going too. So I'm going to switch this to the mix-up round, give it to Dan so he can go into a little bit more of the nuts and bolts behind the scenes from your social media, you're crushing it. Uh, EXP, two brokerages, like icon
1: agent. Wow. Go ahead, Dan, take it away for uh, the mix-up round. Thanks, Norm. Well, I think, um, I think the first thing that kind of intrigues me about this entire process is that, um, being relatively new to the business you've kind of figured out what some people take like ten to fifteen <laughs> years to <laughs> to figure out which is really it's it's not so much the brokerage that you're under it's it's the platform and the opportunity and I think that's what you've done something very unique in your marketing plan which is you're giving back through philanthropy and 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 for a cause of helping your community and yeah. that alone is its own marketing strategy but you do it with such uh, professionalism, right? Some agents like not to go on a tangent here, but some agents you see them at events and you see them just so they can get that Instagram pick, right? They're only putting their name out there to just show everybody that hey, like I care about my community, and that's it, really. But you're putting money into these organizations, and I think that shows a lot for how you are investing in your community so let's let's talk about that and and where that idea has evolved into.
2: Yeah, so uh, what's funny is I always say it was a God wink. I literally, when I was getting ready to turn 40 years old, we lived in Georgia. Now, my, a piece of this conversation I left out is, we lived in Georgia. I started my real estate career when we moved to Michigan. I was in a brand new territory, didn't know anybody, didn't know a soul, right? And then started with somebody that I kind of knew from the banking world, but I, I knew people coast to coast, right? Um, and so when people say, well, I don't know anybody, well, I didn't know anybody either, but I was on a treadmill and I kid you not, I, I was sat there every single day in our basement going, God, what is like my talent? What was I born to do? Like, can you just give me a burning bush? Give me a sign. Right. And it literally hit me all at once where I'm like, you, you've always been intrigued by real estate, but that's not always going to fill your cup up. Like you need to do something that has a purpose with it. Um, and then the business side of me kicks in. And when I started to really dig into real estate, here's the reality check. We're sole proprietors, right? So we're either going to give our money away or we're going to get it taken away. I mean, either are going to give it away to a charity and then use that or a cause like a church, a school, whatever, and then I'm going to utilize that for marketing. I'm going to use it over and over and over and over again. Or I'm going to get it taken away by Uncle Sam or I'm going to get it taken away by marketing dollars. Why would I take $200 and put it on a billboard where I hope and pray that people drive by it versus giving $200 to my local food pantry where there are 50 volunteers on a monthly basis that are going to constantly share my name at a grassroots level that actually Mm -hmm. utilize this service and love this community? Why would I not do that? That makes way more sense.
1: 100%. No, it's, that's, this is a unique perspective that we haven't had on the show. So that's why I want to really dig deep on it. And how do you select these organizations? Is it just like, Hey, I like these organizations or is it like interests or things that you enjoy like pets or animals? Like what, how do you, how do you go about that process?
2: Yeah. Well, that's kind of evolved over the period of time. And in the beginning, it's, it was just a simple social post. Cause again, I didn't, I didn't know our area. So I utilized the like five people that I knew in the area. I posted on social media and just said, who do you know that I should know, right? That is involved in a charity. Why do you like them? Um, And I know like on the techie side, I think it is critical that you marry the two of online and offline. As realtors, obviously the ROI on social is, it's it's hundred percent, it's fantastic. Why would I not utilize Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook and all of the ones that I can? So I started there Uh, Because the other thing is I was broke when we moved here, a lot of life happened. Like we turned around, bought a house to be close to family. My husband's job got eliminated after we got a $350,000 mortgage and three kids to feed. And then I started in real estate where we all know you're not supposed to make money right away. (laughs) So, um, so to me, it was, I needed to get, I needed to have a story. And that's what I think a lot of folks go out and they're trying to find buyers and sellers. This is the biggest thing that I think agents, uh, they work so hard and then they go, nothing's happening. They go out and they try to find buyers and sellers. I had no interest in finding buyers or sellers. I wanted to find a people that were willing to be part of my army to share my story. So, the best way I thought is I wanted to align myself with people that had similar interests. So, it didn't feel like work, right? I wanted to align myself with the people that were at the food pantry, that were at the animal adoption place, that are at the children's cancer ward at our hospital, that are at our church or at our schools. And then it was, it was fun to go hang out with them. I didn't mind the time. And then while I'm there, I have a story that's quick and easy to share with them. So they know why I'm there, you know, Hey, I want to get out in the community because I'm looking to impact the community through real estate. Every single person was always like, well, what do you mean? How does that happen? How do you do that? Uh, so it was great. And I knew that it worked the first time I went to the dry cleaner. Uh, we were there to wash our clothes cause our washing machine broke. And the guy goes, Hey, aren't you that girl that impacts the community through real estate? I about fall y'all. I about fell to my knees and started crying. I'm like, it's working. Um, but that's the marriage that I think people need to understand is you still need this online. You have to take it offline and then you got to bring the offline and bring it back to online. You got to love on those people that you meet in the community on their social as well.
1: hundred percent. And I think, uh, there's a good, uh, good point to pull out there, which is like, you always hear real estate agents, like helping people build wealth through real estate. You're sitting here building impact in the community. And, um, you know, that it's that correlation or that stereotype that real estate agents make a bunch of money we don't do any work. And you're sitting here putting that money back into the community. So I uh, kudos to you and all that. I think that's, uh, that is a, that is a mission forward. And it says a lot about your personality and and really what you want to do with, with, uh, with the future of your, your, your tribe. Right. Mm -hmm. That's, that's awesome. Um, last question for me really is let's talk about your social media. Um, do you have somebody that has coached you along the way? Like, how have you developed that social media page to be what it is today? And, and, and let's talk about anything unique or maybe a takeaway that you could give agents?
2: Uh, So I don't, I've had many coaches along the way. I'll say that. I think coaches are fantastic. Um, I think there's a time to know when you have outgrown one as well. I had one in the beginning to teach me real estate. Um, Social media for me has, anytime I try to fit it into a box of following trends or algorithms or anything like that, then it becomes work and I don't like it. Right, so I mean, it's funny. You can even scroll back through my Instagram page right now. If you go to Cody Brown Realtor handle, you'll go through my and you'll see there was a spot last year where I tried so hard to be like picture, picture, like motivational quote. I did that for like I think two weeks, and I'm like, oh my god, this sucks. This is like work. I hate this. Um, so for me, I I don't have a social media that is pretty and perfect and always filtered, but that's also not my life, you know. I don't have one where you'll see always, always about Jesus. You'll see a lot of cussing in there and stuff too. Like I just, I think, um, more power to the people that make theirs look beautiful. It's just not me. And then the minute social becomes work, I don't want to do it. So, uh, the biggest thing I think is I've adopted a long time ago, uh, ignorance on fire will always outperform knowledge on ice. I do not know everything about social at all. Like Gogo is the guru. Right. And she teaches me stuff all of the time. But I think if I don't do it, I'm never going to learn. If I don't, if I don't get out there and do and reels, gosh, those are like, they're just like such a love hate relationship right now. I love doing them. And at the same time, they're like a pain sometimes. Right. So, but the only way to get better at it is to do it. You know, it's it's so funny. I think we overthink a lot of the stuff and there are people you can hire that are crazy expensive and to teach you amazing things. I'm in real estate specifically, and quite frankly, in any sales, I'm just a firm believer though, that business, you get their interest online a lot of times, but business is still going to happen in the field. It happens belly to belly and nose to nose. So that's great that I got them interested online. And that's a must in our world. But the reality is, is nothing's going to happen until I'm in front of somebody or until one of my agents is in front of somebody. So I just don't worry about that being perfect because uh, it's, I I could have analysis paralysis and never do anything and never attract anybody. Right. Um, But my biggest takeaway for social that I always tell everybody is, you know, the simple things of when you meet somebody in real life, you've got to find them online. And then when you find them online you better, like the other day we ran into somebody at a, at a restaurant and this happens probably to people all the time. I was like, I know, I know that person. I don't know how I know that person. My kids are like, that's a teacher at our school. I'm like, I don't know who that teacher is. So as soon as I go, Hey, how you guys doing? Good to see you. Cause they said hi first. And it was one of those awkward meetings. Like I didn't know what their name was. So I look them up immediately on Facebook the minute we leave and I find them and I was like, Hey, it was so good running into you guys. I'm so sorry. We were in such a hurry you know, hope you're having a good summer, whatever. And then it starts this whole long conversation that leads into, Hey, we might be selling our house in the next year. I'm glad that you reached out to me, you know? So maybe the in real life world, is not perfect, but then that's where you pull them in on social and vice versa.
1: And you're willing to have a conversation with people that's not just real estate. And I think, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hey, can I, uh, can I, are you looking to sell? Do you know anybody that was looking to sell? I think you got to get away from that and you build relationships. You start having conversations. You get to the deeper moments of human connection and that's when you get to be to where you're at. So no, thank you. That's been a great mix-up round and uh, back to Nora. Wow, Dan, thanks so much for taking that mix-up round. And just to unpack it a bit, like first off, I have to say that I really like
0: like how you could, how you really like, just articulate the way that you do what you do. Like the way that you talked about aligning yourself and what you love to do, and the visions, and and aligning the right people in your inner circle. That so then it doesn't feel like work. And I think that there's so many people out there that can can hear this right now that maybe are in real estate, quit their nine to five, and that they're feeling that it's turning into a job. Yep. And I love that. And I think that's why anyone's an entrepreneur and they get in their own business to do their own thing for themselves is to be able to do what they love every single day and not have to say, oh, it's Friday. Yay, it's the weekend. Yeah. Every day is the weekend. Like my wife and my daughter and I stayed up late last night and watched a movie. It felt like a weekend night because you could do that when you work for yourself and you don't have to be subject to a nine to five or whatever traffic, the list goes on and on. So first off, I was just gonna say, Thank you so much for articulating one of the best articulating, I think, episode guests we've had, I think, in history of Real Estate versus Tech. That it's made it so simple. Like, if you're meeting someone in person, follow them online if you're not already, start a conversation, and then watch that turn into so much more. Mm -hmm. So
2: that's- I think the biggest thing that we have, I always am telling our agents when we're onboarding, don't stop living your life to build your business. You know, I had a four-year-old cling to my hip for 90% of my first year, and I was handing out business cards and chumming it up with the chick at, at McDonald's because I was buying a Happy Meal, you know, and she ends up being a client later on. I, th- I think we overcomplicate it, and then it, to your point, it becomes a job, and then nobody wants to do that, right? We work, we'd work; we rather work 90 hours for ourselves having fun than 40 for somebody else.
0: Amen. That's freaking awesome. That's super cool. So last couple of questions before we get to the mix-up round with you, and then you can leave anything for our viewers and listeners and guests. So as you impact and as you grow, like, what's the goal? Like, 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 what do you see at the end of the yellow brick road for like helping a certain amount of like uh, nonprofits, growing to a certain amount of a team, traveling the world? Like, what does it look like? What is it like that when like, you're like, oh my God, I did this. And like, what is that?
2: Well, the goal is to have an, an agent that builds their business through impact, an impact agent in every single state. I'd love to have one in every big city, but right now the goal is one in every single state. Um, and trust me, the, when we talked about this earlier, the other thing is I think people think, oh, you have to be a ph- philanthropist or you have to be a top agent. There's no or, there's and. And we miss that. You know, I'm not allergic to money. We make better money better income than we've ever made in our lives doing this. And the, the old adage is true. Like people don't care what, you know, especially in real estate till they know that you care about them, about the community, about their house, all of that. But the goal would be to have someone that does exactly what we do impacting their community in every single state.
0: Wow. That's, that's super cool. And I love how you said you didn't, you didn't go city and then state you went state, then city, you went broad, like I'm gonna go big, And then, and then we'll go niche down to like every single city and every single state. So that's, that's, that's huge. And we're looking forward to having you back on the show when that does happen. So we're going to have to keep in contact. And then when it happens, we want to hear how it all kind of the story of behind it all. Um, The last question, just kind of fun question. Like, what do you and the family like to do? What's something fun? What's uh trips? Do you like travel? Like, what is it that you do outside of all the work stuff and philanthropy?
1: So
2: we, well, what we do actually with, with the the philanthropy, we love to go do service projects together. So like we have a feed the bus project here. We love to do that stuff, but travel. We love to travel. Uh, we typically go down to Florida every single year because my, their grandparents go down there. Uh, and so we'll go down there and visit, visit them, but we live in Michigan and Michigan has a ton. I think Michigan gets a gets a it's underrated right there's so many lakes here there's so much great things to do so we will go to uh west michigan or northern michigan usually every year and um since we're buying a lake house up there i have a feeling we'll spend a lot of time up there
0: awesome that's super cool yeah it makes sense right i mean giving and supporting and serving obviously it's just like the feeling there's no better feeling all right i'm gonna change up the camera angle i'm gonna put it on you what would you like Cody, to leave with our viewers and listeners as we close out our show today, I know you have some things that you're working on. Links down below. Go ahead and follow her. See what she's up to. But uh, would you like to go ahead and leave them with?
2: Well, I just think you no. Know, everything starts with one day. You know, Everything big starts small. That's the one thing I want everybody to remember. I think it's so easy for us to be hard on ourselves. But uh, no matter where you're at, whether you're just starting or you've been in it 20 years, you can make a decision to Grow in whatever capacity that you want. And I highly recommend through impact because there is no greater opportunity than creating an army around you to share your story and to help build your business. Um, And we're doing I'm doing a three day challenge coming up to show you exactly what you need to Uh, become a magnet to having those people come to you and to create a whole city of megaphones that are willing to share your business for you. So that is in my bio off of Instagram. It's under Cody Brown Realtor and I'd love to have him.
0: Wow, wow, wow. I mean, this has been an amazing episode and you're just so poised, direct and focused. There is no gray area. It's (laughs) just like, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm doing it. And this is the success from that process. So it's been a pleasure. Cody, thank you so much for being on the show today.
2: I love Love. being on here, guys. I hope you have a great day.
0: Likewise. Dan, always, thanks so much for co-hosting. Yeah, for sure. This has been a great one. Thank you. And to all of your listeners, now what did you learn? Comment below with what you learned. We would love for you to go ahead and share with us. And now you can subscribe, hit the notification bell, and check out what's next for real estate, October 5th and 6th in San Diego or online. And we will see you on the next one.